The U.S. stocks extended rally on the back of better-than-expected big bank results in the U.S. and Microsoft's AI. In the FX, the U.S. dollar consolidates as euro eases on dovish comments regarding the future of the European Central Bank's tightening policy into this summer and cable slips below the 130 psychological mark after softer-than-expected inflation data released just this morning. So welcome, this is Swissquote's Daily Market Talk. So the rally in U.S. stocks extended yesterday on the back of good bank earnings and AI. Bank of America and Morgan Stanley joined the club of big banks beating analyst expectations last quarter. Bank of America's fixed income and equity trading posted a surprise gain last quarter and covered a slight miss on its net interest income, while Morgan Stanley's wealth management unit came to the rescue. Charles Saab, on the other hand, reported 7% deposit outflows last quarter, but its shares surged 13%, yes, 13% yesterday, on expectation of deposit growth by the end of this year. Then came Microsoft. Microsoft jumped up to 6% to a fresh all-time high yesterday as progress on the regulatory front regarding uh, the acquisition of Activision Blizzard. And, and mainly on the news that it's Microsoft 365 co-pilot based on open AI's artificial intelligence will be broadly available to all of us and will cost $30 per month per users actually got investors rushing back to the Microsoft stock and extended the November to date rally to 72%. And I'm not even sure that investors are just exaggerating or going ahead of themselves here because look, Microsoft's AI and Microsoft's AI bet has been disruptive since the beginning of this year, and the company is making huge, huge progress in turning this buzz into profit and quite quickly, and I think that they will succeed. Microsoft's AI will be a perfect assistant, for example, for doing things that we don't necessarily want to do or we don't necessarily want to waste time doing, that the $30 per month for its AI uh, office will make sense paying for and Microsoft will actually cash in all that money and plus the weak dollar outlook could further help boost its revenue in the coming months and quarters. So I clearly see a strong revenue stream here for Microsoft and I think that Microsoft has actually opened a Pandora box at the start of this year and Nvidia obviously continues getting its part of the cake with more than 2% jump recorded at yesterday's trading session. So zooming out, the bank and the AI rally pushed both S&P 500 and the Nasdaq 100 index to fresh highs since the first months of 2022. Now, Nasdaq 100 is now in the overbought territory. The technical indicators call for at least a minor downside correction and the upcoming modification in the Magnificent 7, so the big technology stocks weightings at the heart of the Nasdaq index should actually pull the valuation of the entire index down but the positive trend strength remains impressive still and it is also supported by both better than expected earnings that just came in since a couple of days now and the economic data because released yesterday the softer than expected retail sales in the US and production data as well actually came to soften the Federal Reserve Hawks 
hands at yesterday's trading session and kept the US yields down a bit, which also helped boosting the valuation in parallel to uh, better than expected bank earnings at yesterday's trading session. So today, Goldman Sachs will be trying to beat the expectations, the analyst expectations that he threw under a bus over the past few weeks so that the stock price, Goldman Sachs stock price, could actually maybe get away despite the worst quarter in years that is preparing to announce. Netflix, on the other hand, will reveal how well it did, how well its password sharing bank ramped up its subscriptions last quarter. And finally, Tesla will reveal how much money the company earned by selling a record number of electric vehicles last quarter, yet at discounted prices to increase the market share. So here, there is clearly potential for good surprise, especially for Netflix and for Tesla. But expectations for both Netflix and Tesla are strong, mind you. So they will certainly be harder to beat than the ones for the banks, which had rather actually soft expectations walking into this earnings season. And in this respect, well, UBS actually warns that the S&P 500 rose 8% in the past six weeks and that it has been its best best performance up to an earnings season since the first quarter of 2021 and that the good expectations are already and certainly priced in the index prices and they price in a favorable earnings season. It's going to be hard to beat. And along with the receding recession expectations for the US out there, well, more economically sensitive segments, more economically sensitive sectors like energy and mining, for example, that lagged this year could be an interesting rotation for the second half of this year. Goldman, for example, didn't only dampen expectations regarding its own quarterly results these past days, but earlier this week, while Goldman Sachs also lowers its recession odds from 25% to 20%, still very low. And in the same way, the Wall Street Journal's latest survey of economists actually revealed that the probability of a downturn for the US fell from 61% to 54%. So these are obviously good news for energy investors and also keeps demand in oil, in crude oil, upbeat these days. The barrel of US crude is back above the $75 per barrel psychological level this morning at the time I'm talking here, despite a smaller decline reported by the API report this week on US inventories compared to what was penciled in by analysts. But, but, but we actually need some good Good, good news from China, for example, for these energy and mining assets to encourage some persistent and visible and significant rotation from AI towards energy because AI just keeps on giving. Now, in the FX markets, the US dollar index consolidates at the lowest level since April 2022, as the oversold market conditions certainly encourage some short-term traders to pause and take a breather at the actual levels. And also helping are some dovish comments from the European Central Banks, not yesterday, who said that the monetary tightening in the Eurozone from the European Central Bank beyond next 
week's monetary policy meeting is not guaranteed, while at least two 25 basis point interest rate hikes were seen as almost a done deal by the markets until yesterday for the European Central Bank. On the other hand, Ignacio Vesco also hinted that inflation in the Eurozone could actually ease more quickly than the European Central Bank's latest projection. So, these comments sent the German two-year yield to a three-week low yesterday. The euro dollar also bounced lower after hitting the 112.75 peak and the rising dovish voices from the European Central Bank officials could actually keep the euro dollar within the 110 to 112 range into next week's ECB policy decision. Across the channel, well, inflation numbers for the UK freshly came in this morning and revealed that inflation in Britain is to 7.9% in June versus 8.2% expected by analysts and 8.7% printed a month earlier. Core inflation, on the other hand, fell below the 7% psychological mark last month. As a result, cable slipped below the 130 as a knee-jerk reaction, obviously, as softer inflation numbers tempered the Bank of England hawks this morning. But even with a softer than expected figure in the UK, inflation in Britain remains high and it remains stickier than in other Western economies. And that obviously keeps odds for further Bank of England action sensibly more hawkish than for other major central banks like the Fed or the European Central Bank, because the Bank of England raises policy rate to 5% at its latest monetary policy meeting, remember, and is expected to continue towards 65 to 7% range in the next few months. So if inflation in the UK slows, well, that peak rate will be maybe pulled to 6 or 6.5% range. But perhaps not lower. And the rising interest rates that way on mortgages in Britain, where Brits must renew their mortgages every two to five years, a pressure housing market to the downside and fuels the worst living crisis in decades in UK. And combined with the political shakes into next year's election in the UK, well, those are all factors that could actually stall the rally that we see in Sterling against major peers. Looking at cable, while cable benefited from a broad-based weakness in the US dollar since last September dip, but gaining field above the 130 psychological mark could prove difficult. So this is all for today. I'm Ipekos Kardeshke and thank you for joining me and thank you for all your supportive and interesting messages. I hope this episode of Market Talk has also been helpful and insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual. And follow us on Instagram, on Twitter and on LinkedIn for regular market updates and subscribe of course to our youtube channel for daily market comments i will meet you again tomorrow and until then good day trading